Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bicara Supply Chain. Uh, this is uh, Nurhadi, your host, and uh, we have very uh, special guest today, uh, Dr. Sevi, uh, Professor of Engineering System at MIT, uh, Director of the uh, MIT Center for Transportation and Logistics. Thanks for coming and welcome to Bicara Supply Chain, Dr. Sevi. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. All right, so in today's episode, uh, we'll be talking about reserving business and uh, supply chain strategy beyond COVID-19. But before that, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your professional background? Well, I've been at MIT quite a bit of time. I've been, a, you know, I did my PhD at MIT. And uh, so I've been at MIT a total of um, 45 years. I've been three years as a student and 42 years as a professor. Um, I actually left MIT five times for a year and started companies and then came back. And I, uh, I've been running the Center for Transportation Logistics mm. now for uh, about uh, 27 years or 28 years or so. Um, the center is the largest interdepartmental center at MIT. We also open centers all around the world in uh, Colombia, Spain, Luxembourg, China, and um, Malaysia. We have a, a very large online program. It's called the MicroMaster in Supply Chain Management. It has about 350,000 learners. So, and we both research and you get, we offer a degree in a master's and PhD in Supply Chain Management. So, um, also, research is in all areas of, uh, of supply chain, transportation, logistics, and related areas. Awesome. Okay, so talking about the COVID-19, uh, what are some biggest impact of COVID-19 on the global supply chains? And how do you see the major changes in the next uh, decade from now, Dr. Sebi? Well, uh, the first change is that supply chain became known. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, al- I always say that uh, people used to ask my wife, what's your husband doing? She used to say he's doing supply chain management research and they say, what is this? Nobody's asked what it is now. Mm-hmm. Everybody understands the central role the supply chain management plays in getting medicine, food, everything that everything they need to, uh, to sustain life to people from the place it's being uh, manufactured or mined or, or grown to the people, uh, to people home. So that's the, the first one is the realization, both within companies, supply chain management, supply chain became much more important, but in general, in the media and audience now, uh, the citizenry understands su- supply chain a lot better. In terms of the impact on, um, there's impact on governments, impact on companies, impact on the uh, uh, media. Some of it is short term. I would say a lot of the calls for uh, keeping more inventory and uh, getting out of China are a little overblown. It's not going to happen uh, as people think it's going to happen. The, uh, 
You know, people are not going to suddenly keep a lot of inventory because it makes them uncompetitive. So on, a, on, on many, many levels, they're not going to coming out of China after, after investing, you know, billions of dollars and building a full ecosystem in China. So in terms of the changes, if you talk about a decade from now, I see most of the changes in the application of technology. Uh, we're talking about AI, machine learning is becoming more and more uh, widespread. It means that all the robotics in warehouse autonomous vehicles that are all powered by AI. And uh, there'll be a lot of new development and new applications that will come, uh, that will come online. And easily within 10 years, a lot will start seeing a lot of those, and this will be impact not only on the companies who run supply chains, but also on uh, everyday life with uh, autonomous vehicle, autonomous deliveries, drones, um, all this. In terms of companies, what what will still be hard is getting full visibility. Mm. Full, full visibility is uh, is difficult. People can get visibility now into the first tier of. Uh, uh, of suppliers and we have new there's a lot of research going on on new sensors that will be cheaper and more powerful but this is a a slow technological development it will yeah. take time so i don't know if it will happen in 10 years or 20 years until we can get the much better visibility but mo a lot of companies are working on this it requires a lot of cooperation and the one thing that works against it is the fact that the world is uh, is not work coming together. It looks like it's separating more than coming together. And so it will be a lot more difficult between US, China, EU to come up with standards, to come up with uh, systems of, uh, of cooperation among all the players in the supply chain that will enable good visibility. Anyway, it's, we can talk more about it, but <laughs> that's enough for answer for this question. Yeah. And uh, what advice can you offer to the business leader in creating an immune system to quickly manage uh, large-scale disruption in the future, which is uh, most likely unpredictable? Uh, well, I've been talking about it. As you know, this is the book that, uh, that I just came out yeah. with, uh, The New Abnormal is my third book dealing with uh, risk management and resilience. I had, I had it's, it's my sixth book in general, but the third book on this, uh, on this topic. So I've been talking about it and writing about it mm -hmm. for, uh, for a long time. And I should say companies are becoming a lot better. Uh, mm -hmm. Becoming a lot better of what I said, dealing with quote unquote standard disruptions, dealing with earthquake and fire and tsunami. And uh, they're getting better at this uh, in, in many, many ways. Uh, disruption of the size that we are just witnessing is uh, still going to be, I don't think you'll ever be immune to this. Uh, mm -hmm. You cannot be immune to any disruption. You can handle it well or you can handle it not so well. And to handle it well, you need to make sure that you have quickly set up an emergency management center. You take care of communication to all, to the employees, to the market, to suppliers, to uh, uh, to customers, you make sure that there's this clear decision-making and uh, decision-maker, who makes decisions about what. You make sure that the suppliers are starting to be reviewed a lot more frequently to find out who has capacity, who, who is down. You have to understand that sometimes you will not have all the parts to 
build all the products and serve all suppliers. So we have to create ahead of time a system of who gets what and when and some kind of, uh, of priorities. What company did this time, which they do with a lot of other recession, is reduce the number of SKUs of stock keeping units, reduce mm-hmm. the variability that they are um, uh, in their product portfolio. And uh, as in many of these cases, uh, disruptions are accompanied by a recession, like now, and we're going into a deep recession. So you have to worry about finance. Companies start thinking cash is king and just worrying about uh, getting paid early and not, not paying suppliers uh, too early. That can be sometimes a mistake. You don't pay a critical supplier too early. You know, in time, you put them in danger. So before you uh, increase the terms of payment of suppliers, you have to worry about uh, what you do. Mm. This is the uh, last thing that you may want to do is mapping your supply chain. May, uh, not last thing, before you, you get into disruption, map your supply chain, know where every product is being made, where right. every part, as much as you can find out, is being made, not only where the supplier headquarters is, but where the supplier plants are. So you know if there's a regional uh, disruption, the government closes a certain region because of COVID, for example, or there's an earthquake or fire, you know immediately which part are being made there, what product they go into, which customers are gonna be impacted so you can start prioritizing, you can tell your customers to be ready and so forth and so on. So these are some, so it's not one thing, it's a whole array Mm. Of, uh, of activities. And in, in several companies, they are now chief risk officer that uh, you know, take care of this, but it's basically a supply chain function. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to jump to another question, but still relevant to today's topic. Uh, how, how does technology play a critical role in the supply chain strategy? Well, of course, technology is, uh, is critical. But it has a, both a plus, both, a, both pros and cons. In terms of pros, good technology that can help um, speed up decision-making, that you can find out what's going on, you can re-optimize your network quickly, you, you know, a, a warehouse is down, a, a factory is not making stuff, you can quickly find other things. This is indispensable. You know, being more flexible and faster is indispensable. There's also the other side that I one should mention. In many cases, companies are being locked into certain um, results from what the, you know, the computer says something, the computer spits out something. And you have to realize that when big changes happen, like with COVID, none of the forecasts are worth anything. None of the computerized forecasts because they're based on history that doesn't apply anymore. So you have to have also people with some experience to look at it and say, whoa, this doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And we have to do it by hand or we have to change the parameters. So you need, you cannot be, you cannot assume the computer is always right because you have to understand the assumptions and the input that goes, uh, that goes into it. So, but by and large, Technology on all levels, whether it's going to the cloud, whether it's automation, whether it's big data, whether it's large-scale optimization, they're all becoming better. They're all becoming more useful. So make sure, and that's why, by the way, we see in a lot of supply chain function, they're hiring data scientists and operation research people. And that's a very good trend because the, the, 
the uh, function is becoming a lot more sophisticated, a lot more useful. So yeah, it's, it's you know, crucial. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, this is my last question for today's episode, Dr. Sebi. Um, what are the opportunities to be more resilient past COVID-19? As I said, it's, it's all in the, um, in the preparation. It's all, right. all in what you do before you get hit. Mm -hmm. It's how it's, um, some of it is difficult, like creating the right culture in the, in the organization. Uh, culture, I, I would say if there's one thing that separates companies who responded well from companies who did not respond well, is the right culture. Not the technology, not the, uh, the processes, not the structure, but the right culture. Because if people were able to change what they do, to look at what's going on, understand that the things are not what they were um, before, they can respond a lot faster. And company did some amazing things. Company adjust, some, good, some companies adjusted you know, on the fly. If you think about the, what happened to the you know, food supply, Things change overnight. Institutions were closed. Uh, university were closed. Talking about March, April this year. Half, in, the U, in the U.S., it means half the food supply was, half the food demand was gone. And it changed completely because people start eating at home. Well, you cannot send, a, you know, packages of a 100 kilo to a home. I mean, you have to, to package it differently. You have to put all the information and this and that. Well, the machinery was not ready for this yet. There was actually no food shortage. Eh, sometimes items are missing here and there. So people adjusted very quickly. And in the book, I, uh, I give a lot of examples of company working together, company adjusting all the processes, how they did it. Um, so this is a opportunities is be collaborative. Make sure that you understand people who are competing with you can be your best partners in case the whole industry has to respond to something. So understand this and don't create, you know, situation where people wouldn't want to talk to you because you will, you will need them. You will need your suppliers. You will need your customers. You will need competitors. So just be a team player in your industry. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned before some of the preparation that has to be done before, like, uh, um, you know, mapping, uh, mapping your supply chain, preparing um, plans. So companies like Cisco have 18, what they call playbooks so, or for the type of disruption. Now, the truth is that as Eisenhower said, he was the uh, commander of the US forces during, of, of all the allied forces during World War II. He said, no plan survives the first contact with the enemy. Sure, of course, but Going through the planning process makes people understand, especially if you do scenario planning and do multiple scenario, it's part of changing the culture. It's socializing people to understand that things may be A, may be B, may, may be different. So have to be ready for this. I would say this is the most important thing. All right. Uh, I think there is still other uh, questions, Dr. Say, but I think we are running out of time. So... Thank you for taking time with us and look forward to speaking with you at another time. Sure, sure. And let me just put one plug. If you want to, uh, uh, to find a lot more information about this and what happens beyond COVID-19, 
may I recommend my book, The New Art Normal, Reshaping Business and Supply Chain Strategy Beyond COVID-19. It's available wherever, on Amazon, on Apple, on Google, and yeah. uh, everywhere you can buy books. So let me just mention, if you want more information. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Vichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.